everyone, my name is Rachel Moses, Multimedia Editor for Thorax BMG and today I am joined by Dr Ash Clift from the Nuffield Department of Primary Care Health Sciences at the University of Oxford and we will be discussing his paper, Smoking and COVID-19 Outcomes, an observational and medallion randomisation study using the UK Biobank cohort. So welcome Ash. Hi Rachel, great to meet you. Thanks for the invitation. So the first thing I want to ask is there's been several studies into the effects of smoking and the risks of COVID-19, but the evidence is pretty inconsistent and conflicting. So I want to ask why you think that is. Yeah, it's, it's a great question. It's one of those interesting topics that's just kind of popped out quite early on in the COVID pandemic. And I think probably what's happened is there's been quite a few studies either directly looking into this or they've kind of covered it indirectly. And they've all got you know, some strengths and their own weaknesses. But there's quite a lot of variation about how they were designed. So you know, were they observational, following people up, using questionnaires, uh, differences in the endpoints they were looking at. So were they looking at COVID symptoms, admission to hospital, death, different endpoints. Uh, differences in how they were assessing smoking. So were they asking people, you know, when they're admitted to hospital, were they using GP data, and also what type of people they looked at. So some studies were looking at people who already had a positive test. And early in the pandemic, tests were quite difficult to get a hold of. So there might be a little bit of selection bias there in some studies. Uh, some studies were only looking at people that were already in hospital. So each of these studies, the way they're set up and the people they look at and the way they look at it might introduce different biases and come out with kind of conflicting results. So that's the reason our group wanted to look into this issue. Thank you. And, and what an important issue it is. And I suppose one important research question. So can you tell me a little bit more about the design of your study and how you set about trying to answer the question and maybe a little bit about what makes it different to the rest? Yeah, sure. So uh, we sought to use a database called the UK Biobank, which uh, many people have probably heard of. But this is a prospective study that's been collecting data from just over 500,000 people. And it's been collecting clinical data, demographic data, and also some genetic data as well. And they've got linkage at the individual level to death registry. So they know when people die and what they die of. And quite a few of them have GP record linkages as well. And at the start of the pandemic, they started linking up data for COVID test results, so who had a test, who was positive, who was negative, and also data regarding who was being admitted to the hospital with COVID and also was dying from COVID. So quite a few members of the team had used this database before. It's quite large, we're quite familiar with it. And we wanted to take a kind of population level look. So looking at everyone, not just those people with positive tests or just those who are in hospital, but everyone we can look at who was available at the start of the pandemic in early 2020. And then we wanted to use two different approaches in this data set. So one, we wanted to take the smoking status, uh, either from the UKB, UK Biobank, or those linked GP records, and then use standard observational techniques to see what those associations might be between smoking, non-smoking, different you know, intensities of smoking, and what the effect on COVID outcomes might be. And then the kind of other side of this study was wanting to see if we could use some of that genetic information in the UK Biobank using a technique called Mendelian randomization or MR, which might be able to provide support or look into these associations that we would see in the observational side if they were causal or not. So, of course, the observational analyses can't tell you if it's a causal 
effect, but MR can lend support to that being causal because it's uh, protected against some of the difficulties you might run into with observational studies. So essentially what we wanted to do was use this really large data set with different types of data in it and try to triangulate evidence from two different approaches. So observational and genetic data in the same data set to try and pick apart what's going on with this smoking and COVID thing. Okay, so that first of all sounds like a really kind of condensed way of doing this, but what is the bottom line here for those that are, are either listening or want to read the paper? Uh, well, we found that the results from both approaches uh, went in the same direction. So it looks as if smoking does increase your risk of getting severe COVID. So uh, increases your risk of being hospitalized due to COVID or having a COVID-related death. So for example, on the observation analysis, current smokers had an 80% increased odds of being hospitalized due to COVID during the study period. And current smokers had twice the odds of a COVID-related death in that same study period. We also looked at what happens if you are a heavier smoker or a lighter smoker. And for example, if you're a 20 a day smoker, you smoke 20 or more a day, you had six times the odds of uh, having a COVID-related death. So that was the observational side. And again, as you said before, we wanted to do that genetic aspect, that MR aspect to see if these relationships could be causal. And the relationships were congruent. So they went in the same way. So that was also reflected in the MR result. Again, the higher the number of cigarettes that you smoke per day, the higher the odds were for hospitalization and death due to COVID as well. So we thought it was quite important because it's good to see quite strong results. It's good to see congruent results. And it's again, nice to see the same direction using two approaches in the same data, pointing towards what we suspected might be the case, that COVID-19 increases your risk of developing severe COVID. I mean, this is a really, really important public health message, isn't it? I mean, if we need any more evidence that smoking is bad, then, then this is it in this current climate. But what are the implications for clinical practice? Is it purely a public health message or is there something else in this as well for clinicians? Yeah, it's, uh, we think that the results are quite clear. Of course, you know, then um, every, every study has its strengths and its own limitations. But we do think that the MR aspect does lend some strong support to what we've been observing. But we think that the kind of key message that we want to get out about the paper is that a bit more of a public health one. So our results do strongly suggest that smoking is relevant to your risk of developing severe COVID or getting poorer COVID outcomes. And it fits in with, you know, just as smoking affects your risk of heart disease, different cancers, all those other conditions that we know smoke, smoking is linked to, it appears it's the same with COVID. So now might be as good as any time, you know, to quit the cigarettes, quit smoking, cut down on the smoking, and just wanting to try and contribute to the evidence base out there. So a study might be useful for informing public health messaging, public health strategy, kind of, you know, kind of really pushing that onus onto people to, you know, it is a good time to quit. There's something quite new going on in the world at the moment that you might, you know, give, might give you an extra reason to want to quit smoking. So we think it might reinforce the public health messaging around this as well. No, I completely agree. And that combined with evidence-based interventions for smoke and cessation is absolutely crucial. So I just want to thank you and your team for taking the time to do this study. Absolutely fantastic and a great, strong public health message to get out there. So thank you so much.
Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Now, if you would like to read the full paper, please click on the hyperlink below this podcast. And please do leave any comments here or on our Facebook or Twitter page at Thorax BMG. Thank you so much.